Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hell or High Rollers is an adventure set in D&D Hell, so will almost certainly contain adult content. Enjoy! Are you unemployed and looking for work that challenges you? Well, look no further. The Mineros Reactor Plant is currently hiring henchmen, goons, and monstrosities. You too could spend hours standing by a door, walking up and down hallways, or even leering at visitors. My life changed when I became a goon at the reactor plant. I used to lick the moss off rocks, but now I have overalls and a badge. Worried it won't be exciting enough? Worry not. The reactor is incredibly unstable and could explode at any moment. Plus, bands of intrepid adventurers regularly ambush and kill our employees. So it really is a roller coaster. My mate Kevin was recently turned into a hamster and pancake. You couldn't ask for a better way to go. Send your applications in now before the city collapses and the entire plane descends into chaos and oblivion. Paid for by Mineros Reactor LLC, a subsidiary of the Bezos Corporation. Welcome to episode 13 of Hell or High Rollers! Yeah! Yes, my voice is different. I am not Dave Hearn. Big boots to fill, but I am going to fill the Dave Hearn boots today. It's Adam Megiddo, and I'm going to be your games master for this session because, well... All will become clear. So uh, we're going to introduce the characters one by one, and then we're going to figure out why on earth episode 13 is all change. My name is Chris Leesk, and I play the character of Glubrick Bumbledung, who is a barbarian Goliath. And a little interesting thing about Glubrick is that one of his part-time enterprises was a close contact one-on-one ASMR session. ASMR in this world being awesome sounding meaty rhythms. Oh, very <laughs> and uh, meaty rhythms. Meaty rhythms. <laughs> and as you as you can imagine, it was not very popular, badly reviewed. In fact, one review was one star. That was fucking intense. It was one. <laughs> so it wasn't a very successful business. I don't understand what is it? What is he doing? Yeah. Oh, do you, do you want to hear some 
Meeting well, I don't yes, think please. I think an explanation more than an example. <laughs> I'm frightened <laughs> by the example. It's just kind of like meaty sounds, as meaty. if like you were in the womb. But are people like paying in the womb? That's so different. That's that's this is to relax you, so you feel like you're in the womb. I've got to say, the thought of meaty sounds in the womb is, <laughs> is anything but relaxing. Horrifying. No, that is very Brings true. Brings you back to your time in utero. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those meaty sounds. But I bet somewhere in the world, someone is actually doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're making a fortune. But for Glubrick, it didn't, it didn't work out. I'm sorry. It was, there was no interest whatsoever. No. <laughs> Where's that now? Maybe I'll bring, yeah, some, at yeah, some point in this episode, you might get a bit of ASMR. The, the, the mind shudders. <laughs> <laughs> the mind shudders. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ellie Morris and I play Ghoul, who is a teeny tiny little mushroom and... Uh, <laughs> He is a campestry. A fun fact about Ghoul is that he never learnt to say please. He's rude. <laughs> he's rude. We knew that. But have, he's rude. have you have you listened back to every episode and see if you've said it? I doubt I have. Oh wow! I, like, you I, knew this from the start. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Ghoul say please. I'm reminded of that bit of Game of Thrones where they say there is no word for thank you in Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> there is no word for please in Campestry. Yeah. The Campestry take what they want. That's, That's true. true. That's, That's what great. they're taught. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I am Henry Shields, and I play Henley Whispers, aka Aragornal Activity. <laughs> You don't get it, do no, you? No, I just got it. I yeah, just got, got it. Okay. <laughs> Human ranger, cheeky chancer, always on the offbeat dancer. <laughs> is now, that bad dancer? No, 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 because Henley heard a rumour, and I think this is true, that if you're in a club and there's music playing, you should always dance on the offbeat because everyone else dances on the beat and you stand out as the one person on the offbeat. Oh, as the person who can't keep rhythm, though. No, 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 because you're still you're on the offbeat, but you still look like you're in rhythm. You're right. just you're just syncopated. You're just like oh, in, wow. in a cool different beat. Oh, so to he just wants else. to stand out. Yeah, he wants to stand out. The thought of Henley <laughs> dancing on the offbeat to Glubrick's meaty rhythms <laughs> is now too much to cope with. And we just found something for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm Adam Megiddo, and I usually play the role of Eric Sanguinius, the necromancer who lives alone in the Rodney Marsh on the High Viz Tower. Today I'm running the game. And, uh, well, the reasons for that will soon become apparent. We're recording this particular episode from New York City, so if you hear the occasional fire truck, we're sorry we couldn't edit that out. <laughs> Very well, we're all set. Here comes episode 13, unlucky for some, of Hell or High Rollers! Yeah! So we begin episode 13. You had all jumped through the portal, and Eric had been left behind... And you didn't quite know what had happened to Eric. And so you are falling through time and space. And when you finally wake up, you find you, that you are all face down on a cold flagstone floor. Oh. <coughs> I got flu in my mouth. Oh, is, is everyone okay? Uh, I got flu in my mouth. Okay, yeah, other than that, are Get you okay? Get it out! <laughs> How are you speaking if you've got floor in your mouth? Cool. I don't think you do have floor in your mouth. Maybe you just lick the floor? Yes. No, both of you stop licking. Don't immediately lick whatever just, we found. I, I felt left out. Wait, that's right. how you, you got to understand what something is if you lick it. Wait, yeah, hold on a second. True. Why are we... What is this floor? I don't know. Eric, what do you think? There is no sign of Eric. It's just the three of you. And as you look around and get to your feet, this is what you see. You're in a small circular room with pegs on the walls on which are hanging some little caps. And you are all... In different attire, you're dressed completely differently. You're wearing the shorts and blazers 
of a school uniform. <laughs> I'm dressed. I have trousers, well, shorts. Mine's very tight. I'm a big man, and this is very miniature. Are, are we the same size? We're, we're normal. You seem to be. Yeah, we're in school uniform now. Yeah. Wait, wait. Hang on. Eric's not here. Do you think he stayed behind to be to be with that with that lady? He wouldn't do that to us. Not after everything we've been through. I, I thought he was just he was just behind us. Eric. Your voice echoes down a corridor. As you look around, there's one exit from the room. It's an archway in the uh, circular room. And beyond the archway is a long, gloomy corridor. And above the archway is a triangular plaque on which is written Rodney Marsh Elementary School. (gasps) Oh Oh my God. (laughs) You also find that as you um, are sort of checking your blazers, you find that each of you have got something in your pocket. Glubrick, you reach into your pocket and there's a little glass jar of jam. (gasps) Jam. (laughs) (laughs) Ghoul, you reach into your pocket and you see there's a tiny little sling, like a catapult. (gasps) Violence. (laughs) And Henley, you reach into your pocket and there's a yo-yo. Mother's yo-yo. No. <laughs> mother's I yo-yo. I, I don't know if it's mother's yo-yo, but I'm assuming this is mother's yo-yo. You can tell by the spiral pattern. You used to do all sorts of tricks with that yo-yo. Ah, uh, yes. Mother would... <laughs> what would... What would mother do? Mother would say, Henley, brush my hair and do yo-yo for me. <laughs> I'll confess it was a loose design of game, but it has taken a strange turn very early. Well, my jam does make sense. Mine is just jam. We know the story of my jam and what, what I do with my jam. Can I open it? Yeah. And I'll uh, give it a little whiff. Does it smell like the normal kind of jam that I'd have? It smells like a bumbledung jam. Bumbledung jam. I think we need to find Eric because without him, we're not we're not the happy boys. Uh-huh. I agree. Um, and, and, and give me all your money, punk. And Ghoul just points his, <laughs> what was it again? Sling. A sling. Catapult. Oh, catapult. Catapult at, at Glubrick. All right, you're, you're right, Glubrick. We have to find Eric, because I don't want to be the responsible one in this trio. <laughs> this is a nightmare situation for me. Let's get moving. As you turn back, Glubrick's back on the floor licking it. <laughs> come on, come on, both of you, come on. Stop right, licking the floor, go. come on. I march ahead down the corridor, but very stealthily on uh, all fours. Are you trying to be <laughs> stealthy? Crawling. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, what's the check you need? To, is there a stealth check? There yeah. is a stealth check. Yes. Fifteen. Okay. For a big man, you move lithely, <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. Well, like a big cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you move through underneath the archway with a triangular plaque, and then you go down the corridor, and you see that there's a door to your left, or you can continue. Looks like there's a door further on to the right, and there are stairs at the end of the corridor as well. Oh, guys, this is so much choice. Glubrick, we need to be very careful. I'm, I'm aware that we're two fully grown men in an elementary school wearing school <laughs> uniform. This is not a good look for us. You guys, stick with me and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe you should leave, Go, yeah, because we might be intimidating and we get arrested. We need to tell people we're parents or something. <laughs> and we're, Hang on, what was the name of the school? It was the Rodney Marsh Elementary. Hang on, but that's where Eric grew up, in the marsh. Yes, Rodney Marsh. <laughs> yeah. So he grew up in a marsh, so maybe <gasps> we're in his school. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was implicit. <laughs> oh, oh, look, hang on. I've got some brains today, okay? I'm trying to take it Eric's place, right? Um, fine, if you want me to just be stupid old Glubrick, I'll go and lick the floor No, 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 again. Glubrick, you're doing very yum, well. Yum, you're... yum, yum. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we've all followed on behind. Um, and should we go up the stairs? Yeah. 
Yeah? Okay. You make your way down the corridor. It's very silent and very eerie. And you make your way up the stairs, and the stairs bend back on themselves onto the second level of this place, whatever it is. Seemingly some kind of schoolhouse. And you're in another corridor. At the end of the corridor is a window, and there's a very murky light coming in through the window. And again, there's a door to the left and a door to the right opposite each other. I think these corridors are telling us to use the doors. So, left or right? Right! Right. Right it is. You push open the door to the right. Mm-hmm. It creaks open slowly. And this appears to be a classroom with about 25 desks all laid out. Little desks with a chair each. And there are scrolls and there are books and there are maps and charts on the wall. There's a dunce's cap in the corner. Oh. Oh, Glubrick, look, that one's for you. <laughs> Sweet burn! Yeah. It's okay when you do it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the funny one. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to go and sit in one of the chairs. Okay, which one? Like, uh, in which part of the room do you want to sit? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to sit at the front, the back, by the the window, or by the door? I'm going to sit at the front, because I'm not uh, 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 one of those hats that you just called me. I'd sit at the front, yes, because I'm I'm clever, so I sit at the front. As soon as you sit down, suddenly you hear a bell ringing. And there is the sound of footsteps running down the corridor. A whole host of people. The door bursts open again. And 20 kids in the identical school uniforms that you're in all run in and all start jostling and all screaming at each other and all start sitting down in different uh, seats. Glubrick, you've got your seat. Uh, Ghoul, Henley, where do you sit? Henley just starts shouting, I'm a parent! I'm a parent! (laughs) (laughs) They don't seem to notice that you're any different to them. Okay, they do. Can they see us though? Yeah, they're looking at you, and they're, or they're jostling past you. Okay. Okay. Well, Ghoul is going to go sit down in an empty seat at the back. At the very back. Yeah, okay. very back. You are so not going to be able to see me, Henley. <laughs> Henley, the room is filling up. Do you want to sit uh, by the door or by the window? Oh, uh, by the window. You sit down, and then you hear a voice saying, "Hear a voice as someone bustles in through the door. Settle down, settle down now, please." And this rather large man comes through in a scraggy robe. He's got a huge beard and there are birds nesting in his beard. (laughs) And um, he says, good morning, good morning, everybody, good morning. And everyone says in unison, good morning, Mr. Isselthwaite. Good morning, Mr. Isselthwaite. All right, settle down, settle down. Where's your, uh, we're collecting homework now. Uh, you put it out on your desks, please. And the um, kids put out um, from their satchel some kind of scroll, and they all put it down on their desks. I turn to the kid next to me. Uh, what does the kid next to me look like? He's a kind of round-faced guy with a gap tooth and a big mop of gingery hair. Okay, and I poke him on the on on the shoulder. What is it, Bumble Dung? Oh, 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 look outside, quickly. Oh my God, what's that? It's a big dragon. No, it isn't. You try that with me every week, Bumbledung, you idiot. (laughs) Well, guys, I'm out of ideas. Is it because you're so big, your brain is up in the clouds and you can't see anything because it's so massive? I instantly start crying. (laughs) I instantly start crying. And I I, I pick myself up, I go into the corner, and I sit with the the dunce hat on. What 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 on earth is what on earth is happening here? shouts Mr. I'm sorry, sir. I just um I'm a big nasty boy. Well, we all know that, but where's your homework, you big nasty boy? I didn't do my homework. Chris Chris, is this triggering for you? (laughs) (laughs) So 
it doesn't matter, Dad. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't matter that I didn't do my own work. Hey, he called him Dad! And no, all the kids start laughing. I didn't call him Dad. Oh, I didn't no. call him Dad. No, Gloobrick, Gloobrick. I instantly go into rage. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fight, but I'm in rage. Okay, so you're just stewing in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm steaming. He's yeah. wearing an, a, a very small wizard's robe and a, and a dunce's cap, <laughs> which is stuck to one side like a fascinator. <laughs> and he's rocking back and forth in the corner, <laughs> starting to go red in the face. Oh, my God. Gloobrick, uh, Henley just walks confidently up to the teacher's desk and looks him dead in the eye and says, Yes, what is it, Whispers? My homework. And he just hands him a blank piece of paper. <laughs> okay, make a performance check. <laughs> That's got to be a high, high number. 17. 17. The teacher looks down at the blank paper, then looks up at you and goes, <laughs> and sort of gives you a playful punch. <laughs> yeah. Tells you to sit down. And he ret- uh, returns the punch and goes, swaggers back to his seat, winking at every other student on the way. <laughs> wink after wink after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just wink. <laughs> Some of, some of the students smile back at you. Some of them do not like you. Yeah. Gore, Gore, where's your homework? Um, w- my homework... Not again, Gore, not again. We can't go through this every week. It's, it's... I gave it in already. <laughs> Did you? Yes, I handed it in two weeks ago. You, have to make... you told me that it was great. <laughs> you <laughs> gave me a medal. <laughs> I gave you a medal. You, get, you said I was best student and that I should probably teach the class from now on. You don't remember that? <laughs> the gap-toothed boy with the ginger hair shouts out, I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't. I bet he's a liar. Shut up, you. Go on. Pelt him with his... Oh, you're going to actually attack him with the catapult? Yeah, yeah go for it. Roll yeah. to hit. 19. 19? Okay, you hit you hit the kid on the side of the head. Yeah. He goes, Ow! <gasps> sir, look! Look at what Ghoul did! Look at what Ghoul did! All right, everybody calm down, says Mr. Isselthwaite. And the birds fly out of his beard. <laughs> everybody calm down. I've gathered up your homework. If you haven't given in your homework, then you'll be in an awful lot of trouble. Um, Sanguinius, have you got yours? And then you look over, and right at the back of the room in the corner is a little bald boy. (laughs) (laughs) And he just takes out of his satchel a very neat stack of papers and hands them over. You notice that when uh, Sanguinius' name is mentioned, the other kids go quiet, almost like they're scared of him. Ghoul kind of peers over. He's just got his head down. He's sort of getting on with his own work. He's definitely trying to keep himself apart from everybody else in the classroom. Oh, Henley strolls over to him and says, Eric, Eric. The teacher shouts, where are you going? Sorry, uh, Mr. Iss. Just having a little stroll around. You don't mind, do you? Yes, I Yes, I do. Class is in process. Sit down, will hey, you? Hey, I thought you were cool. <laughs> Make another chat. <laughs> another um, uh, performance. Okay, that's a natural one. <laughs> natural one. Oh, oh now... You've got a cat. You've got yes. a backlog of ones from previous games. Yes. So let's roll to... two on the wild surge. Oh yes, my God. I had to own up that I, because I kept forgetting to do the wild magic thing every time I got one. We've we've now remembered because enough people have complained on Patreon about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be fair, we've been complaining to you as well. Yes. Yeah. So from now on, until I've caught up with my backlog, I'm going to do two wild magic rolls for every one. This is crazy. Roll. Oh, God. <laughs> so I need to roll a D100, right? Roll, yeah, roll a D100. Let's see what we get. 64. Okay, you can only breathe underwater for the next minute. You can only breathe. <laughs> That's exactly what this says. So actually, you start choking. <laughs> but stop, I guess... Stop flopping around. <laughs> roll again, it? just in case. I have to like, do another one as well, yeah. God, this is when we need a spellcaster. We're useless. 97. 97. <laughs> 
97, surrounded by faint ethereal music for one minute. So that means that as you're choking in the middle of this classroom, because you need to get some water very quickly, uh, there's like a, a sort of angelic chorus of your own death. God. So beautifully underscored. Does he know that he needs water? Is that that he can feel that he needs to breathe in water? It looks like it. He's, he's starting to sort of flap around like a fish. Uh, can I see? Is there any water in the room anywhere? Is there it doesn't a appear to be, no. Shit, you're on your own, man. <laughs> Some of the kids are going, eh, sir, whispers looks really weird. I start, can I, can I find a, a piece of pen, a, a pencil, sort of that? Yes, you can. You can grab someone, at, like the kid next to you, you can take their scroll. Yeah, I just scroll the word water and hold it up. Um, Esselthwaite steps forward and says, what on earth is going on here? Sir, I think, I think he needs water. I get up, I rip my hat off and I start like pushing all the kids away and like flying them to the sides to get to you. The kids are screaming, there's chaos, there's absolute disruption. They love disruption. And Isselthwaite is trying to keep, keep order in the room, which means that you go straight to Hanley Whispers. Uh, Hanley, you take on a point of damage as you uh, actually go red in the face and start to okay. collapse. I, I hold the little note that says water and I show it to little young Eric yeah. and point to it. Eric looks at you he obviously doesn't know who you are or it doesn't seem to recognise you if he does and then he looks for a moment and he thinks and then he closes his eyes and he casts a little cantrip and a glass of water appears. Oh, I, I put my mouth in it? <laughs> <laughs> And go. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly, oh, sweet, sweet breath again. Oh, sweet underwater breathing, as only Henley Whispers knows how to do. Oh. The angelic music starts to fade, and as you look up, 24 kids are just staring at you, and Isselthwaite is staring at you. And he says, Have you quite finished, Mr. Whispers? <laughs> Excellent. Sit down, please sit down. We must get on with the lesson. Yeah, I return to my seat and sit there. Kind of ashamed, breathing into a glass. <laughs> Very well, Bumbledung, Bumbledung. Yes. Um, seeing as you are so convinced that you are the dunce today, answer me these questions. What is at the end of the rainbow? Uh, gold. No, think about the question, man. What is at the end of a rainbow? A W. A very good. Oh, my God. Bumbledung. Oh. Very well I just punch a, a pane of glass out of celebration. You, you put your fist straight through the glass. Yeah. Um, roll to see if you take any damage from that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay. Five. Five. No, that's terrible. You take a point of damage as you cut your... Damn it. Bumbledung, you just put your fist through the glass, man. Oh, so, oh, oh uh, whoops. But I'm really good at the questions. You've got to control your temper. Otherwise, it'll be the downfall of you. Oh, you don't know what that means. Right. Here's another question for you then, Bumbledung. I fly all day long, but I don't go anywhere. What am I? You, fl- you fly... How long have I got? Well... How long have I got? Actually, I'm there's no time limit. There's no time limit. You can take all your time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I fly around, but I don't fly. What was the question? I fly all day long, but I don't go anywhere. What am I? In your head, a clock is ticking down. Ghoul looks over at him and just mouths, a flag. A flag. I'm going to roll to see if the teacher saw that. Oh, oh that's good, though. I didn't get that. Teacher didn't see it. He's too busy trying to retrieve the birds and get them back in his beard. A flag! Very, very, very good. In this manner, he, he uh, asks some more questions of the other students. Whilst that's happening, Henley whispers, make a perception check. 23. Whilst this is going on, you idly look out the window, and beside the schoolhouse is a playing field. A really shoddy, boggy playing field. Not the sort of sports field that anyone really wants to spend any time on. But you can see... Looking directly at you from across the field, 
three, you would guess that they're men, in red overalls, almost like modern hazmat suits. It's that kind of thing. And they look at you, and when they see that you're looking at them, they suddenly start waving at you to get your attention. Oh, uh, Henley, Henley, Henley waves back, and then opens, opens the window. Yeah, um, yeah, you can slide the window up, okay. and you look out. They're quite a long way off, and um, they're looking at you. You also notice that they're slightly shimmering. Ooh, Henley stands and takes a bow. <laughs> okay, they, the three of them just sort of look at each other blankly, a bit confused. And then it looks like they're trying to talk to you, but no sound is coming out. And they're making gestures, and then they look at each other like they can't quite work out why you can't hear them. Okay, Henley raises his hand to the teacher. Um, he's too busy, he's distracted completely with the kids and the riddles, oh, uh, okay. keeping command of the kids, so this strange incident is only happening for you. Ghoul, I think you noticed this as well. What? Oh, oh. Ooh, ghoul, come over here. Come over here. I see them too, Henley. You're not crazy. All right. We, 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 I think we need to talk to these guys. Maybe they know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Let, let's sneak out the window. The man in the middle of the three men in these red sort of boiler suits signals to the, his two colleagues to be quiet. And then he holds up his hands and he makes the symbol of a triangle. And then the other two start pointing at the triangle. And then they're sort of shimmering. They kind of blink almost like they're blinking in and out of existence. Ooh. All right, maybe I can slip out of the window. Tie some string around me and lower me down. Okay, there's no triangles in here, are there? Can we see any triangles or anything? We can't see what that shape might be referring to. You can't see any in the room. It was at the top of the, the door frame. Oh, oh, I, I should have said that. Nice. I, I, I'm, I'm busy. No, that's I'm good. Now, I've made friends with no, all of the other students. You were paying attention and we pay the price. We have no idea what it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm going to take my school jumper and unthread my school jumper so it's all tatty. Tie one end round a round ghoul, yeah. and then lower you down, Mission Impossible, tiny Mission Impossible style. Ghoul, 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 Whilst that is happening, Bumbledung, name three consecutive days without naming any days of the week. And he picks up a ruler threateningly. Oh God! Whilst Bumbledung is thinking, ghoul is lowered down. Can you make an athletics check? Yes. Four. Four. The, the cord snaps. And you fall down, oh. splat, and uh, you take. Two points of damage. Ouch! I feel bad that, Klubrick, you've just been left alone to deal with all the riddles. <laughs> Klubrick like always gets yeah. all the riddles and the, the intelligence puzzles to, um, to figure out. Okay, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. Uh, that, was, that was quite good. Even if it is part of a mythology that we don't actually subscribe <laughs> yeah. to in this world, they're fine, fine. I was thinking yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But oh. that, that's because I'm a cunning teacher. What <laughs> <laughs> class is this? <laughs> It's riddles class <laughs> we've done latin and we yeah. move on to riddles uh, one more for you <laughs> the more there is the less you see what am i i love that in the room ellie just whispered it to me <laughs> ellie, ellie's, ellie's actually sort of cheating as if she's in a classroom I, I don't know so i slowly walk around and really own the space <laughs> what is it and i go up to behind eric and i go eric eric i need help would you know the answer to this one eric darkness oh okay uh, darkness oh very very good and then uh the gap-toothed kid said yeah Sanguinius told him. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're being a little bitch. And I I, I walk over and I'm just like, you need to stop now, nasty man, boy. 
Okay, whilst you're having that confrontation in the classroom of chaos, which I feel is triggering for all of us in ways I hadn't quite expected, <laughs> uh, we're going to cut back to uh, Ghoul. Ouch! Henley, you dropped me! Sorry! Okay, Ghoul is going to, he's going to start running over to the men. You're kind of bobbing back and forth as you with your little bobbing run, and you yeah. sort of run across this boggy swampy football pitch basically uh-huh. and you see these three characters sort of waving over to you but they're also blinking in and out of existence mm. like they can't quite hold material form in this world and just as you're getting close to them it looks like they fade out one the last one just holds up his hands again and holds up the sign of a triangle and then they've gone what fuck <laughs> Meanwhile, in the in the classroom, Henley is lounging in his chair in the corner, and he's he's managed to gather a group around him, and he's pick <laughs> <laughs> up the bully. He's taking his tie off, and he's he's just relaxing there, and he's got another kid in a headlock, and he's yeah giving giving him a noogie, and going ah oh, schools for nerds, right? And I, I'm next to this kid, and I suddenly make a noise. I go, I'm like oh. Does everyone hear? This kid just farted. Yeah. Oh, this kid just farted. He, he should hate himself. Oh wow! He should that hate is so himself. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal this is so, so traumatic for such a young kid. Yeah, He's that's never going to so forget this. Embarrassing, guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> Henry tries to get a chart going. Hate yourself. Hate yourself. That's so mean. Who is the kid? Well, he, the he little ginger kid. Us. Who kept oh, I'm not doing this, to Eric. <laughs> And as I'm doing this, and I, I hope everyone's joining in, I look back to Eric, and what can I see that Eric's doing? Eric is completely keeping himself to himself, his head's down, whilst whenever attention is drawn to him, he sort of tries to pull away from it, and you also notice that most of the kids are quite scared. They're quite happy to bully anyone else, but when it comes to Eric, there's a slightly different attitude. Bell rings. And you can hear the bell ringing, Ghoul, as you race back. You're stuck outside the schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah no, you're no, racing no. back. You're never going to leap up that window. And you can see um, the corridors are starting to bustle with kids again because nice. the school class has been great. Uh, Henley, you've made two new friends. Yeah. Um, Nash and Fosler. Yeah, Fosler. <laughs> Fosler. Yeah, Fosler. Party at my place this weekend, right, Fos? Henley has tied his tie around his head like a bandana. <laughs> and he's really walking with a lot of swag. <laughs> I think I don't think we need to roll for this. I think we can just assume that he is that character yeah, and has become that character in this school. I go up to Eric and go, like, "Okay, Eric, we we, we got to get out of here." Uh, the kids are leaving the uh, the classroom, and um, Isselthwaite says, right, "Don't forget your homework for next week. Make sure you don't end up in the corner with a dunce's cap on, Bumbledung." And he's gathering all his uh, satchels and scrolls and paperwork as you've gone over to Eric. Eric is just trying to get his things together, and he looks at you quite curiously. What do you want? <laughs> um, well, Eric, it's me. It's, it's Glubrick. Yes. What of it? <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you? We know each other, right? You know me. Well, I've seen you in the classroom. Yes. What are you talking about, Eric? No, no, no. What, what, I have to be somewhere. I have to go somewhere. No, you don't. You have, you have to come with us. Come on. We, we've got to get back to the next layer of hell. What are you talking about? Hell. That's where we met, isn't it? I know what hell feels like. If that's what you mean. Ooh. Waited. Oh. I have um, to go. Well, okay, well, maybe. Do you want us to come with you? And he looks at you, bewildered, and a little bit moved. You, come with me. What? Why? Well, because that's what friends do. Friends. Oh. Eric, you're being so weird. Oh. <laughs> Henley, Henley, Henley. Oh yeah, right. What? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, Henley, come over here. Eric's not coming with us. I, I don't. Eric's. Glubrick, Glubrick, Glubrick. 
really can't just be coming up to me like that in this classroom. Oh right? my like, god, your voice has become horrible. <laughs> you really can't just be coming up to me like that. I don't want people to know that we know each other. Okay, what is going on here? Why am I the same one? Fosler turns from the doorway and says, Hey, hey, whispers, we'll smoke a pipe out the back of the fives court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see them out on my way. Right, later's Professor Pistlethwaite. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and he walks out the door. <laughs> Henley, Henley's just completely going to live in school for the rest of his day. Okay, no, what's going on? So, okay, so Henley's walked out. He's, he's heading out the door, yeah. Okay, Eric, this is really important. We'll have to remind you about this later, but you've got to come with me right now. Do you understand? Okay. Oh, oh okay. And I hold his hand. Okay, he holds your hand and just comes with you. Oh my god, he's so lovely. <laughs> okay, so Ghoul, I think, has Ghoul found his way back into the school now? Ghoul is coming up the stairs and is trying to avoid being squashed by a whole stampede of kids that are running down the stairs, I think he's, screaming and heading out into the playing field. He's like covered in swamp and mud. He's just, he's had, he's had a real time of it. So yeah, he's he, he's not happy. And yeah, I guess he goes up, he's, he's going up the stairs. Henley! Glowbreak! <laughs> Oh, can can I head that way? You all rally at the top of the stairs. So you get to the top of the stairs and all four characters are reunited. Yeah, yeah I'm just mid-conversation with Fosler. Just being like, did you see how like I turned into basically a fish and there was a chorus of angels? Oh, man. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> basically a fish. Because <laughs> he can breathe. <laughs> Alright, see you later, Fosler. And I'll send him on his way. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, cool. Sorry, they, I got a, bit, got, got a bit caught up in it. What's going on? The guy, they disappeared. <laughs> they disappeared. I ran all that way and they were gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, gl- Glubrick. Uh, there yeah. were these three guys in red onesies. <laughs> like, like a boiler suit. Like a suit. boiler like suit. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or onesie, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to think of the words. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then what were they doing? Were they doing a, a triangle thing by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. You, how did you guess that? <laughs> I just honestly, I think that that class was really good. Hey, Eric. Yes. Hi. I, I have to go. I have to. I have to be somewhere. And he looks down at the floor. Glubrick, I don't think he he knows what's happening or where where we are. Eric. Yeah. You need to understand that we're your friends, and and it feels like we're trapped in some way in your own past. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's some sort of strange hell magic that's acting upon us. We, we need your help to get out of here. I can't help you. I, if, if, if school's over, you can leave. Where are you going, Eric? Lucinda's. Who? Who's Lucinda? Who's Lucinda? Lucinda Whitley. Don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. How old is Lucinda? I'm in love with Lucinda. Okay. How okay. old is Lucinda? How old is Lucinda? <laughs> nine, like me. Okay, okay. I'm also nine. <laughs> it is an innocent story of childlike love. Just clarifying. Wait, before you go, what does the triangle mean? Triangle, that's a three-sided shape. And he starts talking about, like, in mathematical detail about the angles and stuff like that. And but you can tell that it's... Like he knows. You can tell it's not what you want to hear no. right now. Yeah. All right, something's going on. Well, all right. Why don't you head to Lucinda's? You go ahead. Yeah, I have to go because I, I've got to try to see her. She never wants to see me, but I must try. Oh, well, should you should you be following her if 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 she doesn't want you to to, to see her? An innocent story of nine year old stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, Eric we'll shoulders his bag and says, "Well, I'm going either with or without you." What? And he starts walking out. With, what? Come. with, with. Yeah, we'll come. So we'll all follow Eric and head out of the school. 
Okay, so um, he walks down the stairs and he starts walking out of the school and the three of you are following him. For any of the characters who lived in this region before they went to hell, they can make a history check. I did live in this region. I lived in the nearby woods. Yeah. yeah. I did too. Natural 20. Ooh, a natural 20. Ghoul, you remember talk of some years back uh, uh, the Whitglade family and there was a daughter, a Lucinda Whitglade and they lived in a very posh part of the uh, James Woods called Prince's Orchard. They had an estate there, a walled estate. I've remembered something. Wait, uh, uh, Eric? Yes? This is, this is Lucinda Whitglade, right? Yeah, she's... keep your voice down. Oh. Don't want the other boys to hear. She's pretty fancy. I know, and she's amazing. I, if only I, they would let me in, I'm sure if I spoke to her that she might actually like me. Does she go to the school? No, she doesn't go to the school. She has home tutoring. Oh, I see. Well, maybe we can help with this situation. We could hijack the tutor and uh, <laughs> become the tutor and get you in. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> you don't want to kidnap a tutor? I don't think we should kidnap I'm a tutor. I'm a changed man now, Henley. <laughs> no, Honestly, I'm ready to fight for the team. Want me to kill them? The Whitglades have a lot of security. They're very, very high up. I was wondering if we just give Eric some advice on how to talk to girls. Like you oh, know. We could kidnap someone. Sweet burn. Hey, I was married, okay? I convinced one woman at least to, to go out with and me. And what happened? <laughs> it ended in divorce. Thank you, ghoul. But I had a child, you know. I, 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 and what happened? <laughs> Um, as we say this, I assume Eric's kept walking and we've just he been has. chatting. Okay, Eric, Eric, Eric. Um, so your plan is to, to get to the house and just wait outside? Well, maybe if I can see her at her window, I could climb over the wall or, or something. But there are guard dogs there. I haven't really figured it out yet. Well, okay. we can help you. Do, do you. do Does she know who you are? She knows who I am, but she doesn't want to talk to me because of my family. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's wrong with your family, Eric? My family, the Sanguinius family. Yeah. Well, I can't talk about that. And he starts sort of picking up his tempo. As you're following him out of the swamp and towards the edge of the woods, Ghoul, you have in your head, Triangle. Triangle. Oh, yeah. Triangle! Triangle! Are you okay? Ghoul? What's happening? Ah! The triangle above the door! Yes, maybe you remembered that earlier, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we go back and, like, investigate that or something? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So before we leave, we go back to that doorway where we saw the triangle above. Okay, Eric is still head down, marching off towards the woods. So in order to do this and to follow him, you just have to move fast. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, let's just push him over and tie him up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, kidnap! Ask ask him to wait. (laughs) Is he, Eric, wait for us, okay? We're going to go and do something. Okay. And he sits down on his satchel, oh, oh. like a lonely little bald boy on oh. the playing field. Oh, Why is he bald? So He's sweet. a nine-year-old. Just bald nine-year-old. Oh. Okay, so let's run. Okay. Let's go, go find that doorway. You go back to the schoolhouse, and to cut a long story short, you find the room that you woke up in, which was the circular peg room, and there, there are kids moving in and out of the room, hanging up stuff on their pegs and taking stuff from the pegs. And indeed, over the archway, there's a silver plaque, fixed to the wall, and it says Rodney Marsh Elementary School. Is it shaped like a It is a triangular plaque. Glooper, get it! I shall. And it doesn't take much work to prise it off and pull it off the wall, and uh, a bit of plaster falls down from underneath it, but you've got it, and you can take it and put it in your satchel. Okay, can we we examine it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, roll an investigation check. 19. At first glance, it does appear just to be a plaque, but as you look at it, you can see that around the edges of the triangle, there is a slightly shimmering red energy that phases in and out. All right, let's just keep this with us for now and head back to Eric. Okay. I think it's clear we're in Eric's 
past somehow.、Mm, yeah. And m- maybe we need to help him get laid. Oh, <laughs> no, he's nine. No, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> God, we are really pushing for a horror story on this one. No, we, we need to help him talk to this girl, and it'll be fine. So we get back. To, we get back to Eric. Hey, Eric!、Uh, you, when you go back across the field, you see that Eric has actually picked up his bag and has started walking off. Damn it! And you have to really run to、uh, catch up with him, and you basically catch up with him right at the edge of the woods. And he's got his head down, and he's marching through the woods as dusk is coming in. Eric, Eric, wait for us, Eric! All right, all right. We're your friends, Eric. Are、okay. you? Yes. yes. Now tell me your best chat-up line. Ah,、uh, I don't know really how to talk to her, but I just think if I could talk to her and sh- she could see that I'm not like the other people in my family, then she might talk to me. Who are the other people in your family? My brothers and my my father. And people don't like them. The Sanguinius family. No. What is it in particular they don't like about them? The killing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that will that will do it. That will do it. Yeah. The vanquishing. Yeah. The conquering.、Mm. Okay. Well, let's get to this house, and maybe we could chat to this woman, and maybe that would unlock this. This you make you back to the way you were. Are you really going to help me? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to Lucinda? She knows. She's seen me by the wall, but I've never managed to get over the wall. What does she say when she sees you by the wall? She says, "Go away." No, okay, that's, okay. That's not a good no, sign. No, that's not a good sign. Sometimes you do need to respect people's boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if she spoke to me then, and she could see that I wasn't like the rest of my family, then maybe it would be all right. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. let's very carefully tread around this issue <laughs> <laughs> that we don't overwhelm this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just send her a, a message, perhaps, but not you know really get in her space. You make it to the edge of the walled estate. Of the Whitglade family, and it is night, and you can hear dogs barking on the other side of the wall. And you can, if you could get over the wall and get inside, there's a little keep, and then maybe you could get up to the foot of the keep, and you could look up at the tower, and there's a candle burning in a window. And he says that is her room. So there's dogs on the other side of the wall.、Mm. Can I cast speak with animals? You certainly can. Oh, you probably、wow. scale yourself up to the top of the wall, lean over, and yeah, cast speak with animals. And and then I shout down to the dogs. Hey guys! Oh, hi there. There's three,、uh, three, three black mastiffs. Hey, hey, hey,、uh, hey, hey, hey! It's a man talking.、Uh, <laughs> hey, have you ever seen that before, Doug? No, no, I never seen that before. They, when they talk, it just kind of goes blah 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 blah. I never really understand. What? What is it? What is it? Hey, I, 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 I come in peace, my friends. I, Are you hearing this? Are you hearing? Yeah, I can hear it too. Yeah,、uh, yeah. I, all three dogs kind of come to the edge of the wall and look up at you. Hey,、uh, is it all right if me and my friends come and、uh, hop over and say hi? Hi,、uh, hey, boy. I mean, jeez, I mean,、uh, <laughs> you seem like three very good boys. Oh God, you know, I mean, we're god dogs. I mean,、uh, we're jeez, man. I mean, that's just、uh, come and say hi. They talk amongst themselves. Do you reckon we could do this? Do you reckon we? Wait, I don't know. They take away the meat rations for sure if they've caught us. I've. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean,、uh, they're good boys again. <laughs> tell you what, I I take one of my arrows. I break the arrow head off it. Yeah. So it's just a stick, and I hold it out, and I go, "Hey,、uh, would you? Would any of you、uh, good boys like to play fair?" Oh, hey, hey, we're working. We're working now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Tim, Tim, don't get don't get involved. Okay, don't get no, involved because we are working. We got a contract with these guys. I know. You don't want to mess this up. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> union regulations. You yeah, can't yeah, yeah. muck around with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hop down and just say hi. I, hey, hey, you, you, look. <laughs> we wanted to have a word with Lucinda, one of your masters, the young girl. Oh yeah, the lady of the house. Mm. Young yes. lady, yeah. She dropped something, and we've got to return it. What's that mushroom saying? I can't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, she, she, the mushroom was just saying she dropped something, and we need to return it. Oh. Oh, well, why don't you just chuck it over and we'll we, we can put it in our mouth and take it up? Yeah, that's a very good point. That's the problem with that lie. Uh, <laughs> hey, this guy's a regular joker. Hey. What are they saying? Says Eric. What are they saying? Tugging on your short leg. Uh, well, Eric, they're 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 amenable, but they are professionals what? and they're not willing to let us in. What about this? Uh, and Ghoul takes it out of his satchel and he just empties out like loads of lunches. I stole these from a lot of kids. <laughs> and there's like loads of different sandwiches with meat and like ham and whatever. Maybe we should throw these for them and they get distracted. Perfect. Okay. C- can I turn to the dogs and say, hey, guys, y- you know, you guys are uh, three union guard dogs. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Well, it must be time for your union allotted lunch break. Ham sandwiches? Oh, God. <laughs> Tim, Tim, control yourself. <laughs> Okay, I start chucking the sandwiches. Oh, come on, man. You're killing us here. I can't control myself. They all just start chowing down on the sandwiches. There you go. Okay, uh, we hop over the wall. You hop over the wall. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. We grab Eric by his thin little arms and pull him out. Eric can't believe it. He says, thank you so much. I might finally get to talk to her. You scale the wall. Everyone make an athletics check. 18. 12. I got a natural one again. A natural oh one! Oh my days! Two on the wild search. Uh, oh my god. Uh, okay, this could cause some problems with sneaking into a building. Oh god. Oh god. It's gonna be like, bring ten more dogs. <laughs> 84. A loud voice ridicules the caster uh, for one minute. <laughs> Oh, that's just the same as he's always experiencing in his own mind. <laughs> uh, what's the other one? And we'll put these two together. 64. Oh, we've had six. Did we? Oh, you're joking. You're, you're drowning in water again. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. It's the same. The yeah, I think we have to. If it's 65, I have to do the same. Look, the dice don't lie. Okay. The yeah, dice yeah. don't lie. So you start choking. So Henley fails to climb up the wall, falls back down, <laughs> choking. And there's a voice a shouting. A voice going, Look at that dumbass. <laughs> Look at him choking. He's not a fish, and yet he can't breathe. <laughs> and this, this sound is so loud that lights start to come on oh, the windows. No. And lanterns start to be lit and there's a commotion the dogs suddenly throw away the meat oh. and Eric is stuck on the other side and he looks back at you and he just runs towards the keep and he gives you thumbs up <laughs> thumbs up as he runs over towards the keep yeah let's drop down and try and help Henley as you are here with Henley choking at the bottom of the wall with you two at the top deciding what to do you see three men in red hazmat suits rushing towards the wall like they're about to reach you and suddenly they disappear you all disappear oh. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <gasps> when you wake up, there is the smell of cooking. And the room you're in is hot. And as you look around at each other, you're in a kitchen. A busy kitchen. Nasty, dark, cellar, dank kitchen with big furnaces and a couple of uh, chefs around. Everything's moving at high speed. You're all dressed in shirt sleeves and aprons. Okay, guys, let's get this going. We've got got a meal to prepare. Um, Okay, I'm the sous chef. I cannot stress this enough. Do not cook me. <laughs> Can I see a, a pot of water anywhere? Yeah, although that seems to have worn off. Oh, you seem okay. 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 You gasp into the kitchen. <sighs> normal breath. <sighs> What's happening? Okay, wh- whatever we did, I guess we achieved our goal by getting Eric into that building. Okay, you're in this busy kitchen and there are four or five other people bustling around you, pushing past you, moving hot pans, there's steam everywhere, and there's a dwarf with a huge beard who turns around and is dressed in the white, greasy white overalls of a chef and says, what do you think you're doing there nattering, we Take those plates up, you've got to get up to the banquet hall. Great, and I take some of the plates up. <laughs> just a, yeah, I'm, I'm in business. He's just a yes man. Yeah. <laughs> so I take two plates. What have you got there? And he looks at and points at that. Well, I've got a bit of duck. <laughs> got a duck. Duck, you'll be lucky. That's swamp pigeon. Now make the best of it. Remember how to serve Lord Avon, otherwise he'll be furious with you. Ooh. And then he moves <laughs> on. He says, you two, get the potatoes and the bacon and the bread and the gravy and get it upstairs as quick as you can. Okay, Henley grabs some bread and goes, oh, I forgot to smoke that pipe with Fosler. Uh- <laughs> yes, so you're carrying big hot pans of swamp pigeon. Oh, great. Okay. And you're carrying a, a big basket of bread on your head, cool? Yeah, great. <laughs> and uh, Henley, you've got trays of uh, bacon and potatoes. Okay, yeah, great. And uh, I, I head straight up. You leave the, the sweltering kitchen behind you um, with a dwarf swearing at you to move fast. And as you leave, you go up a short spiral staircase and it opens up into a large banquet hall, a huge um, mahogany table. And at one end is a man who's wearing, still wearing some bits of armour, a large, imposing figure of a man. And you also see at the table two other men, three other men, one of whom you recognise as Eric, but he now looks to be about 19 years old. The other two, you would guess, by the similarity of features, could probably be his brothers that you have heard about from time to time. Behind the Lord who is sitting on his throne is a huge fireplace with a mantelpiece and pictures above it and also right in the middle is a silver triangle with uh, the emblem of a flaming skull on it do we still have the triangle from before mm. I think it was in your s- oh it's in my satchel yeah yeah because you took it off the wall yes yes yes, yes. so you've, you suddenly check your satchel put your hand to it and you can feel that the triangle is there <gasps> play along yeah. everyone everyone play, play everyone shh, shh, shh. you need to get that other triangle yeah I'm going to try... Okay, so I'm going to sweep around the table and serve some food to the three at the end of the table. Dinner is served. A couple, a couple of them look on you. <laughs> you move over to the table carrying your trays of food and you see at one end is Lord Avon Sanguinius in an impressive uh, black and purple robe. And at the table nearby are his two sons, Malvor and Dorex, 
and also, of course, his third son, Eric Sanguinius, who's kept himself a little bit separate. And the three men, not Eric, Avon and the other two, have maps on the table and they're talking about their plans to invade a town in the marshes called Saltflap. Pigeon! <laughs> As you approach the table after saying pigeon, Dorex, Dorex reaches out a hand and grabs you and squeezes you and goes, What's this? I'm I'm a I'm 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 a waiter. I'm a I'm 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 a valued member of the team. I'm not used to a waiter announcing the food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can we start again? <laughs> he squeezes. Oh. And you take two points of damage. Oh. And then Malvor opposite him says, "You know what, brother? I think your servant could make a very excellent form of food. <laughs> oh, I, I try and distract them with some bacon. <laughs> uh, this I'd like to see. I just, I, I, I fake a trip over and just spray bacon into the air all over the place, chuck a tray oh, right up in the air. Shit. The two brothers pull back. Avon doesn't flinch, but the two brothers pull back and go, you clumsy bastard. Oh, sorry. So sorry, everyone. Is ghoul free? They release ghoul. He falls on the table. Your distraction has worked, but now all three of them are focused on you. Uh, oh, this is a nice plaque. Is uh, <laughs> that a good choice? It's just the worst possible. <laughs> Draw attention to the thing you need. <laughs> yeah. But in the panic of the moment, that's what he's done. <laughs> okay, Lord Avon is still seated. The two brothers are looking around in disbelief, and all three of them start laughing. <laughs> servants, father, or are they clowns? Yes, says the other brother. I think they're clowns. Why don't we make them perform for us like clowns do? (laughs) We are are jesters. This is the new form of entertainment. Dinner and a show. Eric Eric just suddenly pokes his head up. He goes, hmm, waiters that actually perform at an event. Right, (laughs) Stuck. He's invented immersive dinner theatre. Oh, God. And it's all your fault. (laughs) Yes, we shall perform whatever so, whatever you wish. Very well, then, little one, says the figure of Lord Avon. Clear the bacon and get this strange being on the table. And points. Everyone clears the food away. Okay, cool. Do your best. Dance or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you're going to do, you do it. Um, Before you perform for me, little one, says Lord Avon, if you should entertain me, I will let you live. But should you fail, I will squash you beneath my heel. It's a tough gig. Man, (laughs) it's a tough gig. Oh, God. Well, here goes. (laughs) Oh, I do love to be beside the seaside. Oh, I do love to be beside the sea. I would like to take a moment to just recognize this scene in the ban- <laughs> in the banquet hall of the high vis tower in front of the sanguinius family a tiny mushroom is now singing for their life oh i do wish to be beside the seesaw okay make i don't know what role in the history of, in the history of role playing games is required here but let, why don't we make a straight up performance check and right. see where that takes us 18 there's a deathly silence over the whole table and then the two brothers, obviously not knowing what to do without their father's permission, both look to their father. And Avon is sitting impassively. And after a while, you just see the corner of his mouth start to turn up. <laughs> and he breaks into a smile. <laughs> and then the brothers start joining in laughing as well. Helen's going to try and sidle over to Eric. Okay, yes. And say, Eric, Eric. What, what, what? 
it, it's me, Henley. Remember from that weird brief episode in your childhood? <laughs> I, it, does, it doesn't seem to recognise you. He says, I don't know what you're playing at, but you're going to get yourselves killed. We're trying to get you out of here. What? We, we, I, I think we're stuck inside your mind. We're actually in hell. You're actually a bit older than you are now. You, we want to get you back to hell, you know? Get out of this place where you are with your family and your youth. He looks at you, bewildered, and says, You're wasted as a servant. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, one of the brothers says, Hi. Make the giant go next. Make the giant go next. Let's see what he likes to be beside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Well, uh, uh, mine uh, w- won't be a song. It will be a joke. Tell me your joke. Glubrick, I got an idea. Okay, what's that? You should make fun of Eric. Oh. They'll find it funny. So, um, okay. Uh, thanks for coming out again. Um, I hope, hope drive here was okay. <laughs> so, who's this guy? And I point over to Eric. Eric looks up. Oh, God. And puts his head down. So, uh, how many, how many young boys do you know that are bald? <laughs> what a horrible, nasty little bald head he's got. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Eric. Sorry, Eric. We are friends. We are friends. Uh, that would be his only one, though. Okay, make a performance. <laughs> oh, this is awful. <laughs> 19. 19. They start to, the two brothers start to join in and go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, is there anyone that loves him? Is there anyone that actually likes him? No, no there isn't. <laughs> no, there's not, there's not. This, you um, know what? He spent the last 10 years trying to woo that girl out in the woods. 10 years. <laughs> and, and no one liked it. No one, and she, she hated him, didn't she? She, she? She's scared of us. She's scared of us, as all people should be. I don't want to, this is so hard. I really oh, don't well, want to keep he, going. So he never ended up with Lucinda. Okay, you you said you sidled over. Oh, you're still having that conversation with yeah, Eric. So Henley is still having the conversation with Eric, who is now just, just looking down in shame. Eric, what happened with Lucinda? What? How do you know about Lucinda? We, we were the, we were the, the, remember the three young boys who helped you break into her house? <laughs> that time? <laughs> What are you talking about? You don't remember any of that? No, well, I, I guess it was in a different, slightly different pocket of your mind. But, uh, Eric, what's happened with Lucinda? Did you never get to speak to her? No, I, I... Ten years, every day I went and every day I was turned away. And that won't stop me trying tonight, either. <gasps> oh, my God. You're going to go back and speak to her again? I will go every day until I can actually speak to her. She's never spoken to you? Never spoken to me. You consider getting a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Avon stands and he goes, enough. I like your jokes. Thank you. But I've decided to kill you anyway. Okay, I'm going to use my five second rule, my five second (laughs) talent, where I can see in the future for five seconds. Oh, what amazing. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. I lose some hit points. I roll a D8, five points of damage. And uh, the next time I use it, uh, I have to roll 2D8 damage instead and then obviously it goes up like 3D8, 4D8. Right. The idea is to see if he's going to shoot me or not. This is amazing. The camera zooms in to Glubrick's eyes as they widen, and he sees the whole five seconds of the future play out in front of him. He sees the crossbow raised towards him, and he sees Eric stand up. Eric throws down a smoke bomb. The room fills with smoke. Eric pushes open a secret door and beckons for the three of you to come with him. And you see the whole thing. Three, two, one. Avon stands up. And I'm just like, we're going to be fine, gang. (laughs) 
The whole room is suddenly filled with smoke. I grab the plaque off the wall in the smoke. Uh, yeah, the brothers are arguing amongst themselves, and just out the corner of your eye, you, do, you even know where it is, Glubrick. You know where this is going to happen, so you calmly lead them over to a secret door where Eric is standing, ushering you through, and you go over through the door. The door slams shut, and Eric is running down the stairs, having picked a lantern off the wall. These are sharp, dank, dark black spiral stairs, secret passage that you get the feeling maybe only Eric ever knew about. Ooh. What are you? You're not servants? No, no, we're not. We're here to help you. Eric, we know you. We've been in hell with you. It's very complicated. You're not going to believe us. What is this talk of hell? Many years from now, you will die. And you'll go to hell. And in hell, you meet us. And we go on all kinds of wacky adventures together. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but we're basically best friends. Yeah. And, and then we, at some point in our journey, we got stuck inside your mind, I think. And that's where we are now. Visions of the future. The obsidian mirror wrought. Could it be? And he just stumbles down the stairs and carries on running. Oh, this okay, guy, we've got to yeah. follow him. Yeah, we follow yeah. him. He goes out through the Rodney Marsh. He leaves the Hivis Tower and you all follow him across the swamp. It's night. There are weird little willow-wisps blinking in and out of the dark. And then as you're crossing the field towards the edge of the marsh, you see three men in red boiler suits kind of suddenly appear like they're glowing into existence and they're trying to get your attention. I, I, I take the plaque out that I just took off the wall and I hold it up and I point to it and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they look at each other and they put their thumbs up and you hear... Trying glitch portal malfunction and emotional dampener, <laughs> and then they disappear. Oh, so we had portal glitch. Oh, I so don't... going through the portal, there yeah. must be a glitch. A terrible customer service they have in this portal. <laughs> really hard to understand what they're saying. So there's some sort of glitch. I think we must still be travelling through the portal. We entered into the portal at the end of the last realm. We're travelling through it now, and there's been some sort of glitch, a malfunction. And we've ended up in Eric's head. And we need to get out of here. So let's, maybe if we get him to talk to this girl, it might do something. Okay, Eric, take us to your lady. You turn around, you say, Eric, take us to your lady, and you notice he's just gone. He's gone into the woods. We stopped talking so much, (laughs) yeah. Okay, run after. Okay, you catch up with him as you get to the edge of the wall. The tower maybe is in a little bit more disrepair. It's like the estate is a bit more crumbly. It's almost like in a different season, perhaps. But it is the same Whitglade estate. And Eric stops at the foot of the wall and turns to you and says, I do not know who you are, but I respect that you are attempting to help me. Take what you can from my satchel and, and flee, but I must reach this woman. It is the only thing that gives my life meaning. Eric, we're not going to flee. We're going to help you speak to this woman. Don't worry. If that's what gives your life meaning, then we need to help you do it. Well, well, why is that the only thing that gives you meaning? What else is there but love? Love for yourself? I, I don't know about that. Maybe I am unlovable. Have you come up with any good chat-up lines in the last ten years? (laughs) I I have played out that scenario a thousand times. I imagine it going something like this. I meet her, and I say, Lucinda Whitglade, I have loved you from afar. I have been watching you without you knowing. I have stared at... No, no, I think it's... Yeah, it's just quite, like... Intense. I don't know. What should I say? I don't know. You gotta be casual, like. I thank you, my friends. But I fear perhaps it is all in vain, for I've never been able to make it to her inner keep. And that's not a euphemism. (laughs) And just to be clear, she is also of legal age now. We are both adults (laughs) now. (laughs) 
Have you any ham sandwiches? Uh, I don't believe so. Why, Pat's his satchel bag. We're going to need a new way to get past the dog. Are there any dogs? Can we hear the dogs? You can't hear the dogs. Oh, they must have died. Oh, that's really sad. Dogs, says Eric. Oh, no, 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 they, they had dogs years ago. Now they have uh, sort of animated wooden sentinels. <gasps> oh, that's, that's better than dogs, isn't it? That's yeah, they've an upgrade. Mm, that is an upgrade. All right, let's climb this wall. Yeah, great. I mean, we could just go and fight them and distract them while doing it. Yeah, let's give it a go. Let's sound okay. more enthusiastic about it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> Charge up! And I whack myself in the chest, I go into rage. <laughs> and I climb the wall. Yeah, I climb the wall as well. Okay, so you're going to scale the wall. Uh, athletics checks. Three. Seven. Natural one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you, you're all defeated failed. by the wall? Oh my God. Okay, this is just terrible. Uh, you're just so tired and you're so kind of confused that you just can't even get a grip on the wall. Glubrick, you fall and you take a point of damage yeah. just from uh, your inability to scale a wall. <laughs> it's terrible. You've all collapsed at the foot of the wall in a heap of bodies. And so Eric uses you as a ladder <laughs> and uh, sort of steps up and then just jumps up and just catches the top of the wall. He says, my friends, I shall not forget your kindness. And he heaves himself over the other side of the wall. What about the animated wooden guards? Chunk. <laughs> and then you hear... Ah, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> ah! Uh, Henley, Henley goes, okay, guys, guys, I've got, I've got an idea. We're inside his mind, right? There is no wall. And I just try and walk through it with the power of my mind. You take a point of damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, using, there's a wall. There's a wall. Using his body that's hit the wall, I try and jump up onto the onto the wall again. The three of you are all desperately trying to scale this wall, and then you're aware of this red light cast on the wall as if coming from behind you. And you stop scrabbling on the wall, and you turn around, and you see one of these engineers running towards you and reaching out a hand, and then... Oh, they're trying to get us. They're trying to get to us to help us, I think. So there's like, what, a maintenance team? Yeah, it's, from tech, the portal it's, it's tech that's support. It's trying to help us. <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay, we disappeared again. You reappear in a dark room. There seems to be no light at all. And you can hear from outside the room some kind of clunking of machinery. The room is damp, dank, and dark. And you can't see each other or anything else. Guys. Blue brick. I say, yeah, it's, it's me. I'm uh, here too. Uh, Henley, Eric? <sighs> Same again. Can we see anything in the room? It's just too dark to see anything at all. Too dark. Anyone got a light? Yeah, I take out a torch and I light my torch with okay. flint. Okay, Henley and Ghoul. As Glubrick lights up his tinderbox, the spark glows. You see his face is completely decayed. Oh. What's wrong? Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you look good. Uh. You look good. Have you been moisturising? <laughs> he lights the torch and the glow starts to emanate around him and you can see his whole face has decayed. And you can see in the glow of the light the same is true of Ghoul and Henley. Whoa. Oh. Okay, what's happened to your faces? My oh, God, right. you guys look awful. Okay, I think we're all zombies right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's just it's just an illusion. We're not really here. We're still inside Eric's mind. What, so we're... You think we're in Hive's tower? Maybe we are. We're not... There's a machine. Maybe that's the machine. That thing he always talked about. You Eric? keep talking about inventing something. Let's let's. Can we find a yeah way out of the room? There is a door out of the room. You also notice that around you on the floor are bits of broken machinery, cogs, wheels, that sort of thing. Okay, guys, think zombie. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> always do. <laughs> As you get to the door and you're about to open it, the door actually opens and a ghoul. A real ghoul, as opposed to a, 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 Mushroom a campestry <laughs> named ghoul, is standing in the doorway. It's kind of ragged, spiky hair, uh, decayed skin, large, sallow eyes. And it says, 
What's been keeping you? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. We were napping. Now's not the time for napping. Master needs what master needs. It's become very Gollum there. Yeah, <laughs> it's got, yeah, gone, it's good, gone a bit Gollum. It's quite good. Yeah. Okay, well, what does he need? Pick up those pieces of machine. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Okay, we pick them up. Pick them up and we go in. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like a hairball. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow me, follow me. <laughs> and um, you pick up bits of machinery. What bits of machinery do you pick up? Okay, so I've got a cog. You've got a cog? Uh, I've got a, 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 a crank. <laughs> a cog and a crank? Uh, a screw. One screw. <laughs> Just carrying one screw in, <laughs> your, in your decaying, <laughs> undead <Unscrew>. hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The ghoul foreman leads you out and round the corner and up some stairs, and it opens up into a workspace where there are several other undead who are slowly moving things back and forward. But at the back of the room, on a high desk, so he can oversee the whole thing, is Eric who is now a man. He's in the purple robes. His desk is cluttered with uh, lanterns and books, and he seems to be working on some kind of machine that he's assembling. And in the middle of this machine that he's working on at the moment with a very fine scalpel is a large platinum triangle. <gasps> the triangle. Oh. Where do you want these, boss? <laughs> <laughs> the, the ghoul, the ghoul, mm. says... Down at the foot of the desk and then go and get some more from the uh, room you were in. You got it! Keep them coming, just bring them up, bring all the bits of the shit out! I'm going to try and get closer to Eric and speak to him again. You can, he's on this raised pedestal, so he's sort of several feet above you and it's quite difficult to, uh, to reach up. Uh, Mr. Sanguinius? Yes, what is it? Uh, it, it's me, Henley, from your childhood, and then again in your late teens. <laughs> Note to self, must reconfigure some of the zombies. <laughs> I have strange memory. No, again, weird. He has no memory of the previous experience. What is that machine again, sir? Um, go, foreman, Grumsh, Grumsh, will you please stop these people from talking to me? They're distracting me. Look, wait. The, the ghoul comes over and takes a whip from out of his I quickly take out the two plaques we have. And I go, what, 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 what about these? I brought these up. Uh, boss, are these part of the machine? Eric looks up. What have you got there? Oh, they're, they're a plaque from your school and uh, <laughs> and from your your home. Plaque when you were, from you, school? You, you, were, you were like uh, 20. What is this? Uh, bring them here, let me see. And I, I like really, I like crumple myself over like a zombie and give them to you. And you reach your hands up and he takes them both and he says, Foreman, um, these people are troubling me. Uh, sort them out, would you what? please? And uh, maybe get them some other duty to do elsewhere if they're no, going to bother wait, me. Wait, wait, Lucinda. L- Lucinda! Lucinda! What? He drops the two plaques on top of the third and he L- looks up and says, what? Lucinda sent them. Lucinda, you, you've you spoken with Lucinda. He takes off his glasses just as yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, ha- haven't you spoken to her as well? Foreman, others, give us the room. <laughs> Eric dismisses them and they all sort of shamble off talking amongst themselves like, I don't know what, I, uh, I've never seen such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where did they come from? Were they from the temping agency? <laughs> I, I turn around to the ghoul that was going to whip us and we're like, yeah, there's a new sheriff in town. I've got my ass on you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lucinda sent us. We are messengers. Lucinda sent you? Did you ever speak to Lucinda? I have never managed to speak to the woman that I love. That's what I'm working on right now. (gasps) 
what? powerful ray that will obliterate the tower and leave only her standing so that I may finally love her and wait, she wait, wait, will wait. love me. It's unhealthy. That's not a way to approach a woman. I will, I will not be spoken to of matters of love by the dead. Get back to work. Wait, hang on a second. So you want to force her to love you? I have tried everything, but she will not allow me to speak to her because of my family name. Well, well, I will use my family name and they will all rue the day and she will love me. Have you thought of writing her a letter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good with words. Basically just a playwright. (laughs) Letters, letters don't get through to her. They're rejected by her cruel father. Eric, you come. destroy the tower she's standing in. What do you know? You're just a zombie. Get back to work. Just a zombie? Excuse me, sir. We have rights, okay? We've unionised. Oh, God, yes, I'd forgotten. (laughs) Um... Eric, I think we need to get you over there and just speak with Lucinda. We need to find a way for you to talk to her without demolishing the building she's standing in and without getting attacked by guards or guard dogs, all right? I have been trying to do so for 30 years. What if I was to tell you, Eric, that one day in the future you will fall in love with someone else? That this person isn't the only person you're going to love? Eric thinks what an extraordinary moment it would be to find out that I actually loved someone else. You did, Eric. We, we all saw that there was a beautiful druidic woman named Thunden. She was a druid. Oh, was she? Wasn't she? She yeah, was German. She was. <laughs> there was a beautiful German girl named <laughs> named Fraulein Thunden. Thunden? Yes. And you loved her. Eric, sometimes in life you think you like someone, like me and Fun Guys. I thought I liked him, but actually it turned out that I didn't like him at all. And this is going to be the same way. You're going to meet Lucinda and you're going to hate her. You probably won't get on at all. She probably married already. Let it go. Eric slumps back in his chair. And it's almost like it's too much for him to quite process. And he puts his head in his hands. He's completely distracted. I, the words you speak, it is as if they come from some other point in time. Yes, remember us, Eric. You must remember your future, where we are now. We are the happy boys. Fear us! I should love to be happy. And he stands up as if looking at a vision of the future. And then the door at the back of the room, the doors open, and three men come in in their red overalls. One of them lifts up his hand and says, We've been trying to reach you boys for some time now. Oh my God, it's the dogs. The dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Let's give this a different voice. Let's give this a different voice. (laughs) <laughs> the three uh, quite like if they're the dogs it does kind of make sense that they're in, in a, what in a Wizard of Oz kind of yeah, manner okay cool. let's stick with it yeah. uh, we've been trying to reach you boys for some time now. I thought that was a higher pitch I thought it was yeah. really yeah. Uh, trying to reach you boys for some time now you can hear me yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, you got the triangles yes. Yes. yes bring them out here bring them out here we gotta get you through this okay Eric okay, come we, on uh, you're coming with us Eric is completely bewildered and just steps down from his high desk and follows you the three plaques are on his desk okay well okay, we, we grab them we grab them as we're walking along i say eric you're gonna be okay what you have with lucinda well it wasn't anything that wasn't love that was just obsession but there is real love in your future he ponders this it's as if his life is changing all around him the three red suited figures put down like a large carpenter's bag and open it up and they bring out a glowing red triangle and they just put it up in the air and it just hovers in the air they say okay bring the pieces over we've been trying to reach you boys for some time sorry but sometimes there's a glitch in the portal see uh 
it's, you know, when they first built these portals, like uh, an eternity ago, you know, they figured out this way of powering them. There's like the people who go through the portals, power the portals themselves. So Very clever, but sometimes all these emotions got involved, so they put an emotional dampening field on it, and sometimes the dampening field glitches, and then it takes you somewhere else. Uh, so you must have had a hell of a ride. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, been, it's been an enlightening experience. All right, all right, now put the triangles on the red triangles. Uh, yeah, we, oh, right, we, we do, all have yeah. them up, yeah. And you fit each of these three triangular plaques to one of the sides of the red triangle, and they just kind of magnetically go clunk into place. And then the whole thing opens up and says, All right, all right, you should just uh, make your way through here. It should bring you back to the portal, and you'll make your way through to, uh, I think you're on your way to level four. Is it level four? Yeah, I think it is level four, yeah. I think you were on your way to the next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that. right. <laughs> all right, all right. It's opening up now. Step back, step back. And when it's full-sized, you can just step in. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, I, I turn round to Eric as we're kind of waiting to go through back through to the portal. His eyes are wide and he's saying, what magic is this? And I grab his hand and I'll be like, don't worry, Eric, we've got you. And the red portal gets larger and larger until it's large enough to step through. Do you? I guess. I mean, we don't want to be trapped inside Eric's mind forever. There are worse things than hell. (laughs) (laughs) And I step through. You step through, taking Eric with you. Yeah. And you two follow. Yeah. And as you step through, you feel the air kind of suck out of the room around you. You feel like you're moving through time and space incredibly quickly. And when you emerge into a new space, you're standing on a cliff's edge. And beneath you is a black, churning sea... And above you is a dark, swirling sky filled with stars. It's very strange, hostile and otherworldly. And just in front of the cliff are three triangular portals. You'd have to leap off the cliff to actually get to any of them. And you stand there kind of stunned for a moment. Um, Eric, any ideas? I do have ideas, he says. And he looks at you and he puts his hands on your shoulders like rallying everyone together once more. And you notice that your skin is back to normal now. You're no longer the undead, you're no longer children, you're back to normal. Eric, do you remember us? What I remember is the true meaning of love. You have taught me something. And now, I know what I must do. And he leaps through the middle portal. Oh, Oh. Uh, I immediately jump after. So do I. Ghoul? Ghoul's left alone and just looks, looks out at the horizon and says... Oh, I do love to be inside the seaside. And then jumps through the portal. (laughs) And you hurt along to your next adventure. Thank you for listening to episode 13 of Hell or High Rollers. I am Dave Hearn and I am not your GM. Today your GM was the wonderful Adam Megiddo who wrote this entire episode and what an absolute banger it was. He also played Eric Sanguinius amongst many other characters. Ellie Morris was Ghoul, Henry Shields as Henley Whispers and Chris Leesk as Glubrick Bumble Dung. As usual, if you're enjoying this podcast and you haven't already signed up to our Patreon, click that link in the episode description. There's a whole host of extra content for you. Side campaigns, DM notes, all the big bits right in your inbox. You can join our exclusive Discord group and you can talk to legends like Erky Morton Claymy, Steve Meller, Laura Bulbeck, Oliver B., 
Bethany Beagle, Osiris of Ash, Oystein Furu Almo, Dan Evans, James Kopinski, and Martin Irwin. The theme song is by Max Runham. Thanks for listening, and good night! When you get through nine layers of hell, you'll have a hell of a story to tell. You're heading back to life, back to the grind, but it ain't that like you knew so well. Keep telling myself to stay strong, you know I ain't done nothing wrong. I can feel it in my soul that this ain't where I belong. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.